Welcome to Startup Spotlight with the California Technology Council, where we shine a spotlight on top technology regions around the world and the companies and organizations that make them tick. Hi, everybody. It's Matt Gardner from the California Technology Council. We recently had the great privilege of interviewing Dr. Marty Cooper, inventor of the cell phone, uh, during his time uh, working at Motorola. Uh, so during that conversation, we took the opportunity to ask him about Chicago as a region of innovation. And of course, the tremendous telecom corridor for all the companies between Motorola and Telabs from the northwest suburbs to the southwest side of town, all over Chicagoland is, has been a tremendous source of telecommunications innovation for decades. Uh, here's that response uh, from Dr. Marty Cooper. Just before we get into that, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Don't look now. Chuck Norris is right behind you. I heard superheroes read Chuck Norris comics. I heard at night the boogeyman checks under the bed for Chuck. I heard cats say they have Chuck-like reflexes. You think he still got it? I'll bet you a buck he catches the salt shaker. You're on. Hey, Chuck! You owe me a buck. You can't always see what's coming, but when you choose United Healthcare, finding an in-network doctor that's close to home is easy. So what happened? I had lunch with Chuck Norris. United Healthcare. Design better projects faster with Envato Elements. Get unlimited downloads of beautiful and ready-to-use templates for your digital projects. Create more with premium design assets, video templates, mock-ups, fonts, presentations, photos, audio files, and more. All with commercial licenses for extra peace of mind. Envato Elements will make any project better while saving you time, effort, and money. Get unlimited downloads with Envato Elements and start creating today. What happens when we welcome change? We can make emergency medicine possible at 40,000 feet. Instead of burning our past for power, we can harness the energy of the tiny electron. We can create new ways to connect. Rethinking how we communicate to be more inclusive than ever. With app, cloud, and anywhere workspace solutions, VMware helps companies navigate change faster. VMware, welcome change. Okay, thanks again. Uh, here we have our conversation about Chicago as a region of innovation with Dr. Marty Cooper. Hope you enjoy it. And there he is. Good morning, Dr. Cooper. Good morning. Can you Thank you so much for being with us today. There you go. It's Marty, Matt. Thank you, Marty. Appreciate that. So well, we're really honored today to, to spend this morning with Dr. Martin Cooper, uh, who, while at Motorola in the 60s and 70s, uh, brought us the brick. We're going to talk about the brick, Marty, and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully give you some opportunities to, uh, to talk about why the thing was so large. That's one of the fun things that we'll ask you about. And uh, as well as all the product innovations that came into that. But I really want to start, Marty, by 
pointing out that you've never stopped. You're still incubating. You've got a sort of an incubator entity down in Southern California. Can you start maybe just by introducing yourself and talking about your current work with Dinah and what you're doing down there? Hi, I'm uh, Marty Cooper. Uh, great to uh, have uh, be on this program uh, here in uh, California. Uh, what I'm doing now, Matt, is uh, I am a member of the uh, Technology Advisory Council to the Federal Communications Commission. Uh, I'm still very interested in wireless uh, and very specifically, I'm concerned about the digital divide, about the fact that, that uh, access to the internet, broadband access is a really vital part of today's education. Uh, that makes broadband an essential service and yet 40% of our population for one reason or another does not have broadband access. So uh, that is my uh, passion at the, at the moment. Yep, that's, uh, that's one of uh, many of the issues we want to ask you about, especially as the, the sort of the mobility era opens up opportunities to skip infrastructure steps. And so we'll, we'll come back to that topic uh, later as, as your, your life's work has led to lots of tremendous leaps for, for how society uh, jumps into applications. Um, you've never stopped working. You've, uh, you've most recently you and your wife uh, sold Great Call to a private equity firm and then to Best Buy just a couple of years ago. Um, how, how do you, what's your secret, Marty? How do you do this? You're, you're still, you've, you've never stopped going to work and, and producing these incredible ideas. Well, first of all, uh, Matt, let me correct you. Uh, I have stopped working on occasion. I've actually retired five or six times. <laughs> and I found uh, retirement really uh, boring. Uh, <laughs> If you do what I believe is possible, and that is wake up every morning uh, thinking about how exciting the next day is going to be, why would you ever uh, retire? So as long as I'm uh, functioning, as long as my mind's still functioning, uh, I expect to keep uh, keep going. Uh, on the other hand, I ought to uh, mention, Matt, that uh, having good genes is very helpful, uh, and all of the other things that lead to a productive life are important. So I try to eat well. Uh, I certainly don't smoke. Uh, and I exercise as much as somebody that my, uh, my age can do. And those things are just as important as everything else. Absolutely. Uh, good, clean living. Uh, so that's an, uh, all those factors go into the, uh, the other thing for me, which is, is if you do something you love, it doesn't feel like going to work. Uh, Pretty exciting stuff that you've you've been doing for a long time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about uh, all kinds of things that that led to uh, uh, your mobility leap. But I, I want to begin with the beginning of the book. So of course we're talking about the book Cutting the Cord, uh, which is a little bit of uh, uh, vision. It's a little bit of history. It's uh, co you you cover of course. Uh, all the uh, the period uh, at Motorola and uh, things before and after as well. At the beginning of the book, though, uh, I found the the um, immigration entrepreneurship chapter uh, inspiring and also a little uh, unsettling. And and uh, for for folks who uh, maybe haven't had a chance to to look at that, I I think that connects directly, Marty, to lots of issues in the discussion today about immigration entrepreneurship. 
So can you maybe give us a perspective, uh, I think, of, of um, how the mentality of being in, uh, you know, from a, a family that went through those kinds of trials leads just to sort of scrappy resourcefulness, if that's a, a fair way to put that. Well, there are, uh, there are a whole bunch of uh, long-term issues behind the uh, entrepreneurship. I think that my family history, the fact that, that uh, all of my grandfather's family, including my grandfather, both my grandfathers were all uh, entrepreneurs. In a sense, they were kind of forced into that. There weren't many other opportunities. Uh, today, there are multiple opportunities. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be successful, uh, but you do have to have some attributes to be an entrepreneur uh, that, that don't apply to other uh, professions, other interests. And, and the most important one is the ability to take a risk. And not people, uh, many people can do that, uh, but an entrepreneur has to know that. He has to know, uh, first of all, that not every idea will be successful and that not every market will be available to a person starting a business. Uh, and so I, I mentioned in my book that one of the themes of my career that was started out by the founder of Motorola by Paul Galvin, uh, the, the comment he made was, do not fear failure, reach out. Uh, and if there is anything that, that defines what an entrepreneur has to do, it is that. Uh, Galvin himself uh, started uh, uh, three different companies before he finally hit on something that made Motorola successful. And one of them, as an example, uh, we're, we're really going back a long time uh, to uh, the 1920s. Uh, he, uh, the automobiles at that time uh, uh, didn't have uh, heaters in them, never mind radios and things of that nature. And he came up with a car heater that you could apply to an automobile after it was delivered from the factory. It was putting these things into cars, starting a successful business, and then the heater started exploding. Well, that took care of the heater business. And I, I guess that is where he came up with this concept. Uh, and Motorola practiced that, uh, even within a company, a corporation. The fact is that they took chances the chances didn't always work out, but uh, there was no stigma associated with having made a mistake, but understanding why you made the mistake and moving on to the next opportunity. Uh, Marty, you, you sort of grew up in Chicago and, and uh, chapter two sort of begins to get into uh, your, your arrival at Motorola after a year at a, at a smaller company nearby. I, I, I want to just begin by asking you sort of a regional question. In, in regions of innovation, Chicago has been a telecom innovation leader for the world for decades. Uh, do you have a sense after working in it and growing up in it, how Chicago has sustained this sort of telecommunications leadership? Well, first of all, you know, Chicago was the, uh, in the monopoly days when the Bell system controlled all telecommunications, uh, they're the, uh, one of the main headquarters of, of the Bell system was in Chicago. Uh, Hawthorne Works uh, of uh, Western Electric uh, was in the uh, Chicago suburb. So uh, Chicago does have a legacy of, 
of uh, telecommunications. Uh, and then of course, Motorola was there and uh, many other companies. So, uh, and, and the, one of the bases of Chicago's technological success is the universities. Uh, there are, uh, uh, oh, I guess four or five uh, universities and maybe more uh, right in the immediate uh, Chicago area, uh, including the, the university that I went to, Illinois Tech. Uh, Illinois Tech it was a, uh, and is today, uh, premier uh, engineering-based university. They also have a law school and a business school. Uh, it was one of the luckiest things in my life that I went to uh, Illinois Tech because uh, they have a unique approach uh, that, that fosters uh, entrepreneurism uh, that, uh, that uh, tends to teach engineering uh, as a, a real life thing, as a practical thing and not a theoretical thing. Uh, but the University of Illinois uh, has a, a huge campus uh, in Chicago, Northwestern University, Loyola. There's, there's so much uh, educational opportunity in Chicago and that's an important basis for uh, technological uh, leadership. So I'm really pleased that you uh, pointed that out, Matt. Yeah, I have a, a great group of friends who worked at Tell Labs. So they've obviously, uh, you know, in that Chicago land community, continued to generate these companies that have led in a number of different areas. And I think Motorola is obviously a big hub in all of that. So uh, tremendous powerhouse of innovation. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Bell Labs had a, a huge telecommunications presence uh, in the Chicago area as well. Yep. So all of those things were important. Well, that's it for this quick exploration of Chicago as a region of telecommunications innovation over the last few decades. We hope you enjoyed it. and We look forward to seeing you next time. For more information, you can always visit us at www.californiatechnology.org.